Hi, and welcome to Clean Processes with Jerry. My podcast is dedicated to building an online community of like-minded individuals and businesses in the chemical and cleaning industry. We're going to share some ideas, tips, solutions, and even stories to solve problems and to expand our markets. I work for Chem Station of Boston, where I'm based out of New England. I also run the blog, Hospitality Cleaning 101. If you ever have any questions, feel free to reach out to me, and we will answer them on a future podcast if you so desire. At the end of the show, you'll have my contact information as well as my guest. Also, at the end of today's show, we're going to be giving away gifts. Today, I'm with Sean Kemper, who runs Kemper Industries and assists helping vacation and short-term rentals understand the cleaning process. Sean, are you there? I'm here. How's it going, Jerry? Great. Thanks for joining me today. I will tell the listeners who are with us today, I had met you through LinkedIn, like many people do. We had some common interests, some of the same groups that we belong to. Definitely. Also, you had worked for Ecolab. I had worked for Ecolab. It's not uncommon for a lot of the people in this industry to start their career out on e- with Ecolab. Definitely. Uh, there's two, a couple of things that you know come out on your LinkedIn profile about uh, Kemper Industries and company you have is some of the new things you have coming out as well. And just wanted you to share. So if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about yourself and the companies that you, that you own and uh, what all you do. Definitely. Awesome. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. Um, you know, with uh, Kemper Industries, I've been there probably 18 years now. We manufacture cleaning chemicals based out of South Alabama. And uh, I did get my start with Ecolab, was there for several years before my dad asked me to come down and, and get the family business going. So coming down to moving down to Alabama from Chicago was uh, was a good change. Wife's from New Orleans, so we were close to home for her. But, you know, just my goal was to pick up distributors, grow our line, you know, anyway from private labeling to our brand. And we only had two distributors at the time. So I came down and uh, went immediately after our local distributors that were close by to, you know, local family business from Alabama, two Alabama companies working together. So I started picking up distributors all along the state and then went over to Mississippi, over to Louisiana, which is where I originally grew up. So kind of went over to my old stomping grounds, you could say, um, picking up distributors and just continue to evolve our line and pick up distributors and grow and and educate and train throughout the the whole process. So it's it's been busy. So now, do you also sell to the end user directly as well or is everything through distributors? Most of it's through distributors, but if there's a territory or a market that we do not have, um, obviously we'll get those end users on the product. People relocate and move all the time. So they love a product and they'll call, Hey, I need this. Do you have a distributor here? And if we don't, we'll get them set up and start, you know, selling it to them where they have relocated. And then we'll try to eventually pick up a distributor in that market. Cause we sell bulk, we sell pallets, you know, it's, we don't do cases. Right. So now, was your father already in the chemical industry when you joined Ecolab? I'm trying to think. So I was, I graduated Louisiana Tech, moved to New Orleans, was with another chemical company called Magnolia, which was basically uh, raw materials, drums, tanker, truckloads, totes. And I think in that process, they just moved. My dad bought the company out in, in South Alabama, but he was a big company up in Davidson Petroleum. He worked for... Uh, Shell or Chevron over in Shreveport. So he did all bulk chemicals. He bought the plant 
down here in Alabama thinking that his raw materials would blend into our finished product. So he's like, okay, I'll do this. And so my older brother came to work for him. I was never really planning on coming to work for the family business. I was, I was doing my own thing and having fun and whatever, you know, moving away, lived in New Orleans, Chicago. But eventually he wanted me to come down and, and take over the sales and grow the distribution arm of our business. So he had never been in the manufacturing side like what I've done. So my background with Ecolab and Magnolia gave me a good jump start. So now do you have children where the next generation is going to come on board? I don't know. There's I know it's many, a personal question here, but <laughs> there's, there's too many family in it right now. I've got my older brother, my younger brother, my mom answers phone. You know, dad's 72 now, but he's still he's still plugging away. So my older brother, his two kids have already graduated college. One's trying to be a CPA. The other one just graduated Southern Miss. So none of them are coming to the company, at least not yet. Um, right. I, I started late in life. I got a 13 year old, 11 year old and an eight year old son. So might, might have a little bit of time. Got a little time there. So that's, that's a great story. So on the existing business you have now through the distributors, the end users, is it primarily hospitality, hotels, schools, or what's a, what's the end user, not the exact ratio, but what does the end user look like? Well, a couple passions I've had, you know, over the last probably 10 years is one of my distributors down in the beach here in Orange Beach Gulf Shores market. They they do a lot with the short-term vacation rental. And so I've been working with those guys for years. I, I actually joined a VRHP, which is a vacation rental housekeeping professionals. Um, I was part of that organization for years and years and years. And then over, I guess, 2016, they asked me to come on board and be a board member with them. So I've been sitting on the board of the VRHP since 2016, and which has helped kind of catapult me into new distribution points along beach communities. Um, I've got a distributor up in uh, Outer Banks in North Carolina, and I've kind of become an expert in the vacation rental short term. So I help with uh, mold and mildew. I help with cleaning the floors because everybody has the black foot in the industry where they're mopping with a degreaser, they're mopping with the fabuloso and something's just sticky and it just builds up all of that oil, grease, fats, whatever the heck's coming into these properties and the floors are terrible and nobody has, they've had a tough time trying to figure that out. So I've, I've put together a program. We've got two great products that can help eliminate that, but just anything that they need to do to clean. Just, we got equipment, we got chemicals, I was on your website this morning. You do have equipment and you're even in carpet care as well. I imagine carpet care is pretty big in the rental arena, I should say. Yeah, but a lot of them outsource all that. So it's, it's, you know, it's really not a big niche for, for that property. I mean, the thing what I could do is train them on a, a spotting. You know, somebody spills a glass of wine, maybe a pet goes to the bathroom or, or you got spring breakers going on now and they got beer everywhere and whatever else they're they're getting into. So you help them do these quick fixes, but they'll they'll get a, just a carpet professional that's local and have them come in and do the extractions. Now, did the business, that industry, did that suffer during COVID or did it pick up because of COVID? Well, it, it paused, at least down here in the South, because we're renegades and people weren't believing what was going on. And I'm not going to wear a mask and all that political stuff. But we're not going to get into that. But so it paused for like, I guess it was April and May. And then, you know, 
DeSantis down there in Florida, governor, he opened up the state back and most southern states kind of opened back up the outer banks. And it was it was the Wild West. Everybody was like, let me get out of the house. Let me get to this beach. There's air, there's mountains, whatever. Yeah. So it was it was wild. And then the supply chain started getting, you know, hurt down the road and people weren't getting sanitizers or disinfectants. I mean, it was just it was crazy. Um, <laughs> it was a shit show to be blunt. But um it was insane and people were didn't know where to get supplies. The supply chain was so messed up and our distributor chain that we had were not able to get certain supplies. So then I jumped in and I had connections throughout the industry where I was supplying them with gowns. I was supplying them with, with masks. I was supplying, you know, whatever they needed. I would just n- use my network to get my distributors products. So it, the, yeah, well back to the vacation rental, it blew yeah, up. So yes. It blew up. And it's still going strong now. It's crazier now. You know, they, that was such a spotlight on them. Companies have made the most money they've ever made before. And now these these hedge fund and all these uh, investing companies are coming in. They're gobbling up, you know, all these smaller guys that wanted to get out of the business or don't have any kids to, to take over. So it's, again, it's a different Wild West right now. But you got Vacasa out there, which is probably one of the bigger ones. I'm sure you've heard of them. But they've got properties all over the country, and they're even expanding into South America, Europe. So they're very aggressive. So what are some of the newer items that you've seen or helped develop and for the industry? There's always There was a lot of things that came out because of COVID. Is there anything that you see coming out new that you see exciting that you're working with? Well, there's so many things when during the height of the pandemic, nobody, you know, we didn't understand the virus enough. You know, how did it spread? I mean, there were so many scary questions. And during that process, I actually started another company called ETI and uh, ETI Solutions. I had I actually was disinfecting companies. We had the electrostatic guns already. I've got 20 plus years of experience in disinfecting and sanitizing. So it gave me an opportunity to, to help my community. So basically, I had the equipment. I was in spraying restaurants. We had some Chick-fil-A contracts, um, pharmacies. I mean, whoever needed was getting positive cases. We came in and helped them. This is fascinating because all I know is what I've read and what I've seen. I haven't dealt with that. So is that industry still very viable today? Or In other words, are people still having you come in and do, what is it, weekly, monthly? Or how often do people... Like a Chick-fil-A, how often were they having you come in? That was just an as-needed basis. So if somebody came in was positive, then they would call us and we would go in at 10 o'clock late at night and spray the property and then move on to the next location. It's it's died down. I haven't done one since probably August of last year when I think it was Delta spiked and when, you know, the variants came in. So yeah, I mean, now it's, you know, people are kind of over it. The Omicron virus, it's kind of, it's gotten weaker. The strands have gotten weaker. So it doesn't seem to be as critical right now. And I could be wrong and tell me if I am. <laughs> I would think that I, I'm surprised that it, it technically stopped in August completely. I would think that even though, and I know it's not your decision, I would think some of those people would still want you to come out today once a month, you know, does that, do you have that same feeling? And it's not on a sales aspect. It's almost like a preventive maintenance aspect. It's worth something. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a good security blanket. I mean, I, 
you know, I started selling the electrostatic guns and the disinfectants and, and educating and training, you know, the customers in our area and my distributors and things like that. But I mean, yeah, yeah, you would think it was. I mean, they had already had janitorial service companies that were probably doing the commercial cleaning anyways. So right. they just are letting them probably handle the general disinfecting now since it's not as scary. I understand. There's not necessarily on this podcast, but in, in talking to different people, there's a percentage of me that just is scared we're going to go back to something, not necessarily a pandemic, but in other words, we're falling back into some old mistakes. My favorite story is you still go back out, and I'm sure it happens to you, and it has nothing to do with customers. You still go to the restroom, and they still don't have scan soap dispensers that work. You right. just you just shake your head like, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> Half the time, they're free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't we learn anything through the last two years? I guess that was the point I'm trying to make. It's just that sometimes I shake my head and go, I don't want to go back because we're too, I think sometimes, and it probably has nothing to do with the chemical industry or sanitation. Sometimes we're too, it's not even political. We're too ignorant. We just, oh, oh, we got that problem taken care of. Now we'll go, go back to it. Yeah, you so, go, it's a habit. You go back to your ways where you, you just didn't do anything. You didn't think anything about it. I mean, the pandemic definitely scared everybody and, you know, sanitizer soaps, but now you're listening to other podcasts where they're saying that, you know, the percentage of, of washing their hands is down. There's national, you know, companies that have all this stockpile of sanitizers or wipes or, or whatever it might be. It's like, okay, obviously we forgot what's happened and we're just, we went back to our old ways. Yeah. It, it, it's my number one fear personally. Of course I have, like you, I have an interest in it. I, I sell chemicals. Of course, I want people to continue to buy, but I hope yeah. we don't we don't go back to that again. Any other new things coming out in your industry for yourself or your company of something you might be looking forward to coming out next? I mean, we all don't want another pandemic, but with rentals and stuff like that, have you gotten into pools at all? Because I know some people are looking at the pool services. Is that something um, big down there? It is, and it, it's, it's. I guess it's kind of a niche thing. A lot of people have pool cleaning services that go that way. You know, I do have access to some pool chemicals. One of our bacteria products are used by some folks that will run those through the filter and they break down the organics and help the filters run smoother. But yeah, it's. I haven't really jumped into that too, too much. I deal with some casinos over in Mississippi and, you know, they, they deal with some stuff like that. But it's usually almost, I think that's more of a raw material or a direct sell. Right. You know, Ecolab went into it and I've seen what they charge. I don't understand it. It's one of those other things that, you know, it's a lot of show with the dispenser and stuff like that, but it, it just comes down to putting it in at the correct time, I would think. So Yeah, they had some neat remote technology that I had read about where they could be, you know, up in St. Paul, Minnesota, wherever corporate is, but they could they could test the pool water and they could inject the chemicals if they needed it. And I'm like, well, that's kind of, that's cutting edge. That's interesting. Most definitely. Of course, then there's the cost for that dispenser. It doesn't matter what business we're in. There's right. a cost for that dispenser and it has to be covered. So do you do many restaurants and hotels? I mean, the casinos, are you doing just the casino or are you doing the hotel at the casino? Well, the with laundry. my background, it, and I'll do all aspects. I mean, we've got the EVS team, we've got the housekeeping team, we've got the food and beverage. So I can pretty much, as Ecolab would say, circle the customer, <laughs> circle the globe. But I, I can help them out in every direction. 
and you are the manufacturer. Of course, you, you have distributors. You probably, you have to be the manufacturer. So did your father help out a lot with that, with the chemistry and stuff like that? Or were you able to pick up, I'll use the word recipes along the way? Right. So, yeah, because the, I used to work for an independent chemical manufacturer and everybody wondered if we could be competitive against an Ecolab. And all you have to do is go back to the person who sells you the raw ingredients and they'll show you how to make the product because they want to continue you selling the raw ingredients and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, we've got a couple of raw material guys that, you know, they have starter formulations and things like that. But we've always, you know, we'll take it into the lab and we've got a chemist and and we'll, we'll look at stuff too. And I'm out in the field, I'm hearing what this is doing and that is doing. So then I can come back and say, all right, this is the type of product we need. We've got some safe mold and mildew products that, we, that we're making with essential oils. So that's been a real big hit, especially for the vacation rental, because they're trying to get away from bleach and, you know, screwing up the, the carpet or uniforms or clothing. And, and I mean, bleach is, you know, it's corrosive. So it's damaging to, to materials in those properties too. Bleach has always been the most misused product in America. It's it's abused very much, and it is very damaging and stuff like that. Yeah, it's so, cheap. <laughs> and they like it for that. So how large is <laughs> your geographic region? I mean, I, I've, I've got distributors out west, you know, California, we've, and it's just whoever I've met through the industry, because I do a lot of vacation rental trade shows. When I do these trade shows, I they see that I'm an expert in the industry, and they want to get our products. And so then I'll start sending the products to them, and then we can pick up distributors Right now, I'm working, trying to get a new one over in Houston. Um, vacation rental company saw our Sporgo and our Chemzyme and the Drop and Go product behind me, which is a new program I did. It's a cartridge system, so you drop in the cartridge in there, and it releases the concentrate. The cartridge is tiny. So there's stuff like that that makes sense to the vacation rental because they're so remote. You know, they got a central warehouse, but then they can be 20, 30 miles down the road for, for these vacation rental beach properties or mountain homes, cabins, whatever it might be. And so if they go down the street, slam on their brakes and they spill their liquid, they're kind of SOL. They're going to have to go back to the warehouse, refill back up. So with my drop and go program, that solid cartridge, they just bring it to the property, fill the spray bottle up with water, drop in the cartridge. And when they tighten it down, it releases the concentrate. Fascinating. And I, I know other people have, have tried something similar. How many items do you have in that line? I mean, I know you have a glass cleaner, probably have a neutral cleaner. What other items do you have in that line? Keep that simple because another thing that I train with the short term Airbnbs, vacation rentals, is to lighten the load. So we've got a glass multi-purpose cleaner, we got a degreaser, we've got the disinfectant, and then we have a uh, acid bathroom cleaner. So we try to just keep it minimal. It's the proper way. I, yeah. So many places use way too many chemicals. Oh my God, I know you walk in there, they've got 10 different things. I'm like, I went in this one the other day and she had buddy jugs, the five gallon jugs, and she had 10 products. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, well, this cleaner likes this one, and this cleaner likes that one. I'm like, no, you got to dictate what they can use, lower your inventory, your budget. I mean, this is coming out of your bottom line. Right. So, again, then it comes into training and educating and just getting them back on path. The first time I did a tour of a casino for chemicals, went in this casino and they were just showing me what, and this had nothing to do with the hotel. This was just the casino floor, I should say. And the persons, they had a little cart just like in housekeeping type cart. And they took me back there. They had 14 different products just for the casino floor. You know, they had a glass cleaner and then they had a plexiglass cleaner. <laughs> and you're looking at them going, 
really? <laughs> you know, and they said, do you think you can save us money? I said, I don't have to quote you. All I have to do is get rid of half the existing products, have you use them up. You're going to save a, a ton of money right there. So, yeah, yeah it's it, it's keep it yeah. s- simple. Yeah, you build the relationship right there. I mean, you're saving them money or eliminating products, you know. Yeah, you're not trying to sell them something. You're trying to be the, the, the consultant, stuff like that. Exactly. Well, as we're coming up toward the end, I always have to throw one odd question out. Along your way, who's the biggest mentor or hero you've had along your way? Learning, because I have many. Have you had through the sales process, possibly might be your father through manufacturing? Who do you look up to for advice still? It's tough, you know, because as along the way with different positions, I've had some some managers that have really stood out and, and made a lasting impression on me. I've had some VPs with Eagle Lab that I still connect with now that have just just amazing people, you know, in general. So it's nice to stay in touch with them. My dad is is a hard worker. He comes in, you know, the first one in, the last one to leave, which I don't necessarily believe that philosophy. I, I work hard during the day, but he, he gave me a strong work ethic. So there's the respect there. And it's, you know, I do a lot of reading. I work with some other professionals on the board with me. There's other owners that I've met that own vacation rental properties and distributors. It's a nice little group that you guys, that we lean to. Great answer. I I appreciate it and I, I respect it. As we close, how would some listener get a hold of you, especially now that you've shown me and introduced me to this new product line and stuff like that? If somebody would have a question about rentals or distribution, what's the best way to contact you? I mean, one of the easiest ways is just to go find me on LinkedIn. I mean, Sean Kemper is easy, but I mean, I have KemperIndustries.com. I have ETISolutions.co. I mean, so you can reach me at, you know, Sean, S-E-A-N at ETISolutions.co. And again, LinkedIn, I'm out there. I'm, I'm very visible. Well, I appreciate the time you've given me today. I've learned a lot. I hope other people listening have learned more about the industry, about yourself. I appreciate you joining me today. I hope you have a great day and a great weekend. And please stay in touch, and I will follow up with you as well. No, I appreciate it too, Jerry. That was fun. Have a great day. Thank you. I want to thank Sean for being here today. He really exemplifies what we're trying to do. Here's a gentleman who has a company, Manufacturing, and he went out and found a new marketplace by honing in on going after the short-term rentals and vacation properties throughout the South. Done a great job with that. I also wish today to thank you, the listeners, for joining as we're slowly adding subscribers to our show. Currently, we're on most podcast apps and now including iTunes. If you have time, please like and share any of our episodes. Also, I promised you something special if you hung around. If you're one of the first people who sign up today at Hospitality Cleaning 101, sign up for my newsletter. I will send you a $10 gift certificate to Amazon. No strings attached. If you go to the site, Hospitality Cleaning 101, within 10 or 15 seconds, a pop-up will come up. Just sign up. Not selling anything. Not selling your name. What we're trying to do is build up a list so that I can give you advance warning when new podcasts are coming out or new things are added, new blogs onto my website. I hope you have a great day. Continue to wash your hands. Stay safe and thank you.